Welcome to the Sleep by Shay podcast. I'm Shay Morrison, sleep expert and co-founder of The Goodnight Co. Join me each week for hints and tips on all things sleep and follow me on Instagram at Shay Morrison. Hello and welcome back to the Sleep by Shay podcast. If you know me, you know that I love finding simple ways in my daily life to slow down, take stock and to try to live mindfully. Whether this is lighting a candle, diffusing essential oils at my desk, taking a few minutes to meditate or enjoying a morning walk with my husband, we often achieve our best self by slowing down and being mindful. We are all guilty of getting tied down by the daily grind, working off four calendars. I'm sometimes guilty of prioritizing the calendar over my mental health too. This is why I'm so excited to share today's episode in conjunction with one of my favorite wellbeing brands, EQ Minds. EQ Minds was created to educate and empower people to prioritize and care for their mental health. It is a destination for busy minds seeking out tools and resources to bring calm, nourish the mind and optimize mental health and well-being to improve quality of life. Their founder, Chelsea Pottinger, joins me today to chat about all things sleep and mindfulness. As an accredited mindfulness and meditation coach, a psychology student and the new author of The Mindful High Performer, Chelsea is creating toolkits to help strengthen mental and physical health. We delve into the link between calm, mindfulness and sleep, the role that sleep plays in performance and why she sets an alarm clock at night. I'm so excited to welcome today Chelsea Pottinger. Thank you for joining us. Chelsea, it's so wonderful to have you join the podcast today and uh, there's so many exciting things to talk about with you and one of them is your uh, your new book launch, which I can't wait to get into. But the first question I do love to ask is how did you sleep last night? To be honest, Shay, I got home after being away for four nights and I slept heavenly. I love my bed, I love my pillows and I love the linen sheets that I have. So I sleep by myself. My husband and I don't sleep in the same bed. Oh, I love that. My husband does not, would not like that. That's why we don't do it, but I love it. <laughs> I know people are like, what? You sleep in a separate room from that, like that gorgeous man? I'm like, yeah. I said, he is six foot five. I am 5'11". That is a lot of human being in one king size bed. He snores a little bit. I fidget, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I've been married. Yeah, we've been together for twenty-two years. I'm like, all right, buddy, off you it's go. Fine. To your own bed. It's fine. Yeah. We're fine with that. Um, so yeah. I slept so well. I really did. I, um, from someone who used to suffer insomnia, I just love good sleep. Yeah, there's nothing better, and that's what we're we're striving to do here at the Good Night Co. Is to really help people to get a better night's sleep. Um, and going back to that topic of sleeping in separate beds, because there does seem to be a lot of conversation around it when you do bring it up as a topic or a suggestion, but going back to, um, the, the king and the queen, they always slept in and still sleep in separate beds. And, you know, there is something in all of that. If we go right back into history, um, mm-hmm. and I know that if I sleep on my own, I will absolutely get a better night's sleep. So if you are struggling, there is nothing wrong with sleeping in a, in a different in a different bed. Here, here. I'm all for it. We've done it for the last six years and it's the best thing we've ever done. <laughs> like we are, we're still very intimate. We love each other enormously. Absolutely. An amazing yeah. marriage. And I just say to people, you do you. You know, no yeah. judgment ever. If it helps you get really good sleep and it's great for your mental health and well-being, go for it. Like yeah. there's no judgment coming from my side ever. I love that. 
Now, congratulations on the new book launch, The Mindful High Performer. Um, I've been following you on Instagram and it looks like it has been amazing. And I'm sure that it was, there was so much that went into it and so much preparation and hard work, but it must just be an amazing accomplishment and feeling. So talk us through um, what the book is all about and the journey as well. Thank you for that. That's that's really, really lovely. So I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled that we have a book out to, to the globe. I think that, you know, I, I came up with this when I was at Eden on the weekend actually around your mental well-being is your superannuation because I was thinking about this while I was there and I had no technology with me and it was a beautiful time to get a bit more creative. And my view in life is that we invest in, you know, with our super, if you think about it like that, we invest in property or we invest in shares to commercially take us to the very last breath, right? We're also all across that. Yet we kind of need to start changing and shifting our mindset and our mental well-being and our health, like this vehicle that we have, that's what's going to get us through, right? Right up to the very last day. And it's great to have financial security, but if we're not well, that last decade could not be as fulfilling, right, as what we want it to be. And and so with this book, The Mindful High Performer, you know, I, I set up this company called EQ Minds uh, in 2016, and that was after I'd gone through my own severe mental illness of, of postnatal depression and where I ended up in, in hospital fighting for my life. I was really unwell. And then after that sort of hospital stay, I I was encouraged to go back to study psychology. You know, I think when you get faced those kinds of adversities yeah. in life, you kind of get a couple of choices. One, you stay where you are, right, and you return back to the same lifestyle. Or two, I was kind of lying there going, I could really learn and grow from this gift. And so my psychiatrist, who was just a weapon of a human being, she's like, Charles, you'd be a lovely psychologist. You're nice. You are, I've got this weird fascination with the brain. <laughs> and you've, you've walked through the shoes of a very clinically unwell patient. So I feel like you're going to be able to connect with a lot of people. And she's like, I think you'd be a beautiful psychologist. So I took her advice on. We moved out of Sydney. We moved to a little town called Jerringong. And then I set up, I went back to university to study psychology because, Shay, I never wanted anyone in Australia to ever end up where I did in a hospital unit. So that was the burn inside of me, that passion. And so I set up the company a year later, EQ Minds, and, and we've been working with the world's biggest brands since then, like, you know, Google and eBay and Estee Lauder. And to date, we've trained about a half a million Australians That's today. Amazing. That's awesome. Well yeah. Thank you. Fantastic. And I wanted to give, when I wrote this book, I wanted to give all Aussies and people across our globe access to these really practical approaches that we do in the corporate world to help everyone, right? Help them reset their well-being too. And so that's what that book is about. You know, my new book, The Mind Fiber Former, does give people really simple science-based tools to achieve their optimal mental health so that they can operate at this high performance level without kind of feeling overwhelmed by it all or just simply simply over it to be honest and and within that book it does have my personal story at the start you know not this LinkedIn version that you see or Instagram version that you see and I try and be very honest with my community about my mental illness and also about medication and things like that and that's one of the tools in the tool kit too in the book and so my whole ethos of life is really vulnerability and authenticity to connect with people to also 
help them, right? Make sure that they are not just kind of surviving, but living in this optimal state every day. Which is fantastic. And there needs to be more people doing what what you're doing, because I think that given where we've come from for the last couple of years and probably what we're about to move into, um, we're stepping into a whole new arena. Um, and I think that there's going to be continued uncertainty and life as we knew it, you know, not doom and gloom, but is going to change radically. And I think I think taking on some self, um, you know, self responsibility in this space is so important because you know when it comes to all of these choices as well, it's so personalized. Our bodies are personalized, our brains are personalized. This is you know you can't replicate. It's very hard to replicate the the DNA and the genetic um, makeup. And so therefore we need to take on this self-responsibility to understand what works best for us and not, not, you know, it's not a one model fits all. It's really tuning into what is good for you and having, um, you know, written this book and published it and put it out there, there's so many practical tools that you can share to really help somebody to um, get back onto their, their optimal path of wellness because that's really what you're talking about is that, we want to just be living in full um, optimal wellness so that we can survive this crazy world, really. Absolutely. And I, I like what you just said there around, you know, you take the ownership and you take the accountability. And I think that's a really important thing. And, you know, this book, I kind of want it as a little friend or a buddy on someone's shelf that yeah. you don't have to read it from start to finish. Mm. It's got so many different chapters in there. If you wanted to work on your gut health for the month or so sleep, Right, you just lean on that chapter for that month and go, okay, my sleep is starting to suffer. I'm going to go in here and learn about sleep tips and hacks and uh, that are really actionable and really easy for things for people to be able to achieve them. Uh, and we made sure that there's a bit of humour in the book as well because it's a pretty serious topic, mental health. So yeah. we made sure that it was entertaining <laughs> to yeah. read for people as well. And which is important. And I think that it's part of what we have to remember and I was reminded of this from a, um, a a friend's mum who I haven't seen in years a couple of weeks ago and she looked amazing she she just hadn't changed in 20 years and I said to her Jane you just look fantastic and she said just remember one thing Shay she said it's all about having fun she said mm -hmm. life is you know so serious these days and we put so much pressure on ourselves and on our children on our families and she said and it's all just about having fun and if you can have fun well you're going to have a great life and so I like that because the humor part of what you're talking about is also really important Absolutely. And my husband and I have got a wicked sense of humour. So we, we just laugh every day. So we're like, that needs to come through right in the tone of the book to have a bit of a crack at myself because it's very self-deprecating humour in the book. But that's kind of where our humour is. Yeah. <laughs> that's Which is great. Yeah. But I also like what you're saying because I think that, um, you know, it's challenging for people to read these days. There's so many statistics out there saying that because we, we read such short form content or just we're just watching videos or listening listening that your book is um, actionable because you can just pick it up as a resource as well and mm -hmm. look at certain um, tools and tips if that's where you're at so you can go mm -hmm. back and use it as a reference guide as well yeah thank you fantastic and because really the topic is you know one of the things that we're having lots of conversations with people about at the moment particularly in the corporate space and I'm sure that you you're finding exactly the same thing is fatigue and burnout mm -hmm. so we've come to this point where it's been a challenging couple of years and you know I, I find it interesting because whilst lots of people are working from home and in a more relaxed I guess state of mind in some ways there is still a lot of external pressure going on 
Um, yeah. And that's probably what is causing this fatigue and just the, the feeling of burnout. And mm. there is such a strong correlation when we bring it back to sleep, you know, stress and anxiety being the, the number one cause right now um, yeah. for people with sleeping problems. Yeah, so sure. I guess for you, what, you know, one of the things that we often talk about, I, I don't know if you, you're across, Mel Robbins is just fantastic. And I love the way that she starts. It's really about how you tackle your morning and mm -hmm. how you start your morning is the, so important for sleep. And then also throughout the day. So how do you remain, remain calm? I'd love for you to share some information about some of your tips around um, what that looks like. So not only for the morning, but throughout the day to really help um, to get that good night's sleep. That's a great question. And also we love Mel Robbins. We must leave oh. a girl on her. Like she even had a procrastination hack of, you know, counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one, and then just start that one task that you're procrastinating on. And and we see that in our psychology research too, what she says, but I really like that particular hack of hers. And yeah. so for us around that whole calm, I'm in agreement with Mel Robbins, setting up those first few minutes of the day is critical. The way you set up those first couple of minutes will set the tone for your whole day. So for people out there listening, if you think about what's the first thing you did this morning, probably 80% of people listening would have checked their phone within the first 10 minutes, I'd say, you know, waking up, looking at their phone. And I think that's because a lot of the time it's our alarm clock, right? So people turn the alarm clock over and it's just too easy to sit there and scroll. But one of the biggest things that will be such a game changer if this is the only thing people do differently is when you wake up, yeah, turn the alarm clock sound off. If you do have an alarm clock, by the way, everyone, that's like sounds like beep, beep, that kind of sound. The very first thing I want you to do while you're listening to this podcast is change the alarm clock sound <laughs> over to something a little bit more relaxing. Yeah. But, you know, if you can imagine your brain kind of operates in these brain waves, so you're coming out of this beautiful slow hertz of a brain wave and you get jolted, right, if your alarm clock is like beep, beep, straight up into a beta brainwave of high stress and you've skipped two really important brain waves. So I would say number one thing is change your alarm clock sound over. If you're on an iPhone, timber, the African drums or harp, or bird songs. If you're on an Android, you've got nature sounds on there. Um, so change the sound. Number two is before you start looking at your social media, the news, WhatsApp messages, uh, emails, lay in bed just for another 30 seconds and just lay there and think about five things that you're grateful for. We've got this awesome challenge at EQ Minds where we always say, you know, it's called the five for five. My daughter, Clara, our daughter, who's now seven, came up with it. And so it's for five days, all you do is instead of looking at your phone, you wake up and you think about five things that you're grateful for when you're laying in bed and then see how you feel in five days from there. And so waking up and thinking about that. So instead of getting a huge cortisol surge or adrenaline surge, which is what you would get if you're looking at, say, the news feed or a work email, you're now allowing yourself to have a serotonin release, which is the happy chemical, right? So what we're doing there is we're just shifting that sort of chemical release in the right kind of way and it'll make you start to unfold the day differently right because what we're doing is we're taking that information first up in the morning when the brain's really vulnerable uh, we're taking it in like bad food right and it's impacting our mental health and our brain health significantly so i'd love people to try that differently to help set up you know that tone of the day then throughout the day really simple things what i do when i sit down 
before I start our, our big work day is that I sit down and I think, you know, okay, what is my most important task for work in terms of, you know, global impact for mental health? And then number two, I sit down and I think about when am I scheduling in breaks throughout the day for my mental and physical well-being and I literally pop it into the calendar. So people who are listening, that is something so easy you can do into your calendar, schedule in. When are you going to do, say, a 10-minute meditation to take your brain to the gym to recharge the glucose, right? So then you get more energy. When are you going to schedule in a half an hour walk? When can you schedule in a coffee connection with a friend for social connection and well-being? And you lock it in your calendar like an appointment. Because here's the truth. If we do not start booking those things into our calendar, what happens is we get swept up into the busyness of the day and we don't get it done. And then by the afternoon, we're just blown a gasket where we flop onto the couch with a bottle of Shiraz and completely exhausted. So so one, don't check your phone in the morning, gratitude. Two, scheduling throughout the day when you're going to take those brain breaks that are going to be amazing for your mental health and keep you calm for better sleep that night and number three I'll give you a little productivity hack everyone so there's this you might have heard it before it's called the Pomodoro technique which is like you do 25 minutes of deep work and then you take a five minute brain break and so this is really great if you're studying if you're learning a lot of content it's great for memory recall and retention because what will happen is as you can imagine, the brain is a muscle. Okay, it's not a hard drive, so we need to give it proper rest. So go for 25 minutes where you're doing hard work and then if you take a five-minute brain break, and I've got to literally set an alarm clock you know, on my phone when I'm doing this, particularly when I'm studying at university or when I'm doing a lot of deep strategic work for, for EQ Minds, I set an alarm clock off five minutes, brain break time. Now, this isn't the time that I get on social media. This is the time that I, I don't get on tech, right, and I go and have a five-minute break. That could be having a coffee in the morning as long as it's before 2 p.m. so it doesn't impact my sleep. <laughs> it could be um, going for a walk. It could be just doing some jumping jacks and then I come back in another 25 minutes in the saddle and I go again. So that taking those proper brain breaks is really, really effective. It's funny, isn't it, with productivity? People think that, oh, I can't take a break. I've got to flog myself for six hours. Yeah. I'll get more done. Yeah, but the, the guilt. It's true. It's just like actually... I need to recharge my brain so that I get more juice out of the prefrontal cortex, the front part of the brain, to have more energy and more productivity. Yeah. It's kind of like the skiing, you know, when you're going down like a really steep run, the last thing you want to do is face down the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, otherwise you're going to fall into the mountain and fall over. So it's, it's a counterintuitive thing with productivity. You actually need to take proper brain breaks. You actually need to get really good sleep. Otherwise you're not going to function properly the next day. So there are three little tips that I would encourage people to try out. And sort of on that topic, because you were talking for one of the things that I've noticed has come up a lot lately is around distraction. So distraction with particularly devices and apps and things. So mm. how do you manage that in your day? So trying to avoid getting too distracted by Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever is, is there what, what are some suggestions um, that you can give to the audience around how they manage that? It's a really great question and something that we get asked all the time. My husband, Jay, actually runs the productivity workshops here at EQ Minds. And thanks to him, I'm like a productivity-like machine now. Um, <laughs> so some of the top tips that I've learned from him, to be honest, is one, and, and people will know these probably already, they've heard of them, right? Just I, I literally just down everything in terms of when I'm in work mode. 
I only work from two tabs. I don't have like 10 tabs open. Yeah. I, phone is off on flight mode. Yeah. Uh, so all distractions are kind of down. So that's a really important thing. I'll put Bose headsets on. So I just put mm-hmm. noise cancelling headsets on and I'll listen to binaural beats, right? Something that's going to help me get into a really good brainwave state for focus and creativity. Now, yeah. everyone, you can find binaural beats on Spotify. You can find them kind of anywhere on YouTube. I'd say Spotify because YouTube, you kind of probably get those pesky ads, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like in the zone and then you get some random ad that goes off. Uh, so that's really helpful just to raise your focus back in. Two, I schedule, and I learned this from Timmy Ferris, the four-hour work week, you know, a decade ago around when I check my email. So I'm, I'm very proactive with my inbox rather than reactive. So I don't check it all day. I just schedule it, right? I check it at 10, 12, 2 and 4. And it's the same with my social media. I'm not checking that all day. I schedule when I check my social media and respond to comments. So kind of the same. Right, like so just twice a day I'm scheduling when I'm responding to people on our social media and when I'm checking it. So then I'm not reactive to every comment and every like and notification that's going off on LinkedIn or on Instagram. Because that's increasing cortisol. It's not just about the distraction, but it's also creating a stress feeling. It absolutely is. And if you think about we're in this state of constant cortisol and high stress and responding to every little ding and ping, Uh, Plus, we're getting constantly floods of dopamine. So we're getting, then we want more of it, right? (laughs) So it's just having these little boundaries around you and this little discipline that uh, helps you stay kind of razor focused. And being razor focused at work or in life is important. But the other big thing for me is your energy at the end of the day, right? You start your home life and we want you to be really there with whoever you're living with, or even if you live by yourself. Well, you have good energy for your home life because that's what you deserve, right? We are Absolutely. on this planet for such a short period of time. You deserve that. And and the other third one, which I think is so incredible, this is like my favourite hack from Jay. There's, do you know, I don't know if you know about this, Shay, but this is going to honestly change your life. Oh, I so can't wait. <laughs> it's called Unroll Me com. Have you heard of this? Oh, yes, I have. Yes. <laughs> Life changing. So yeah. you get subscribed. So people probably don't know, but when you sign up, you know, for Virgin uh, Wi-Fi access at the lounge or a cafe Wi-Fi access somewhere, you get subscribed to a whole bunch of part of those T's and C's is that you go on people's then, you know, mail databases. Now, then you're going to get spammed, right? And it happens really quickly. And all of a sudden your beautiful inbox starts getting clogged up with so many <laughs> different spams. So this unrollme.com, right, you put in your email address and it'll find everything that you've ever subscribed to and in one click of a button you can delete them all. Or if you want to keep a few, so I keep like five and I just delete the rest. And it is honestly going to change your life. Like (laughs) my inbox is so much cleaner these days because of it. Just as a word of caution though, everyone, at the end of it, uh, you'd want to, so when you go into unrollme.com and subscribe to that, uh, by the way, they do not send you emails. I mean, that would be so ironic if they started spamming you. <laughs> but at the end of it, go into settings and just make sure you click do not sell my data. All right, so just make sure you click that. That's one of those things that some people miss. Just click that button saying you can't sell my data on, okay? And then you've got this little amazing hack. And I just did it when I got back from um, and I've been away. And, again, my inbox is already, like it had already found another 14 emails that I would so I hadn't subscribed to you. People had subscribed me to them. Uh, delete. 
Amazing. Distractions is probably key at the moment for me. It's like, where are we being distracted um, and why? And I think it's just really coming back to that and looking at it. And that's a great um, hack because though all of those things are distractions and they're taking you away from the focus of what you need to focus on for your day. And for a lot of people listening who are really struggling with sleep, they're already feeling overtired, fatigued, um, probably feeling quite stressed and anxious. So all of these things are compacting. So we're just trying to provide nice little things that you can, um, solutions to help you um, with your problem. And one of those that recently we're so grateful that you contributed a beautiful sleep meditation that went live um, this week. So maybe talk to us about what is the science behind, um, you know, sleep meditations and how to get a good night's sleep? Because it's not just woo-woo, there is an actual science behind it. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that collaboration. We love your company and uh, and so we're very, very grateful to collaborate on that together. So when it comes to, you know, mindfulness and meditation and things like that, one of the one of the, I mean, we can't deny it anymore in research. There's just such clear cut scientific benefits of what meditation does for our brain. So one of those things that we see in, in scientific papers is that it reduces your amygdala size. So if you think about that, your amygdala is your stress and anxiety center. So people who are vulnerable to anxiety, like myself, genetically, we have a larger amygdala, right, than other people's brains. So we need strategies and tools to make that less reactive. So one of those things that we see in with meditation, and it's just 10 minutes a day, that's all you need to do, is it actually quietens down that part of the brain. It reduces the size of the amygdala, which kind of needs to blow all of our mind. Because if your amygdala is getting smaller, it means for the listeners, less stress, less anxiety, you're more in the moment, you're less reactive, there's less cortisol, you're going to sleep better at night time. So that's number one. And number two, and I just, I won't overwhelm the audience with too much of the science stuff, but number two, which I think is one of the main pain points I hear all the time in our sleep workshops is Chelsea, I've got a really overactive mind. Mm. And so that's also what meditation will help train your brain on. It quietens down this thing called the default mode network, which is where we constantly get caught up in these ruminating feedback loops, you know, those pedal loops where you get caught up and keep thinking about ourselves or thinking about some kind of stress in our life. It could be relationships, it could be the children, it could be finances. We just kind of get caught up and we go round and round. So that mindfulness meditation quietens down the default mode network which helps you bring you back straight up into the present moment where contentment and peace resides. And so the big thing for meditation before you go to bed and sleep meditations are crafted up a little bit differently uh, is that one, it'll have some form of breath work. It'll have some form of body muscle relaxation. And the reason why they do that is to help you shift your brainwave gear from that beta brainwave of high stress and constant thinking into something called a theta brainwave where we're anti-cortisol, we are relaxed, and then the next step is your delta brainwave where you drift off into sleep. And so that's why if you are having problems sleeping, listening to a sleep-guided meditation, you know, before you're going into sleep is so effective to help people drifting off to sleep. So if you um, if you remember counting sheep, you know, in my vintage when I grew up in the 80s and 90s, that's kind of no longer in fashion. <laughs> you know, what's in fashion now to help people go to sleep is meditation and then like some kind of distraction technique if they're still awake after that. 
which would be something like counting backwards from a thousand back to zero would be an effective way to help them calm down their brain and give them something to concentrate on so they can get themselves off to sleep. Beautiful. And so while we're talking about that, just in in our last conversations, what are some of the uh, things that you can suggest to people around sleep routine? So, you know, so many people really don't want to do a routine. They think it's time consuming, it's overwhelming, it's boring, they don't need to do it. But ultimately, it is so critical. So it's it's really one of the most critical parts, non-negotiable, in, yeah. in my opinion, when it comes to getting a good night's sleep. And it doesn't have to take hours. <laughs> um, so what are some of the suggestions that you would um, that you can provide for people around what you would suggest? Yeah, yeah, it's a really common one, hey, and it's and we hear the same kind of feedback. You know, Charles, I don't have time to do a sleep ritual and I think, you know, we make a plan for our day, don't we? We do a to-do list, you know, whatever that kind of looks like for each and every one of us. And it's the same to help make a routine before you go to sleep. Your brain actually needs cues that it's getting ready to go to bed. So the brain just loves regularity and it loves routine. And I set an alarm clock half an hour before my bedtime. I love that. Yeah, that's a great tip. (laughs) It just reminds me, right? Ah, okay. The alarm Mm. clock goes off like as you have an alarm in the morning, alarm clock to remind you it's time to um, get ready for bed. And so that again, the brain loves that regularity routine, same wake up time, same sleep time. And so half an hour before I start my sleep ritual, it'll look something like this. Uh, I'll take magnesium, right? And I usually start it at about nine Uh, that's because I'm a lark. So I know that my pineal gland in my brain is starting to produce melatonin. So if you're an early to bed, early to rise person, we usually encourage people to start at 9 to 9.30, your half an hour pre-sleep routine. And for the night owls, the party animals, uh, they like to go to bed a bit later. 10.30 is usually kind of their time to complement when your pineal gland will actually produce your melatonin. So take magnesium, a lot of us are deficient in magnesium across Australia. So magnesium is one of those things we see in research that has a good correlation between magnesium levels being at the right amount and your sleep efficiency. So I'd talk to your doctor and your pharmacist about that as a magnesium supplement. I take a really great product called Ultra Muscleys Night by a company called Biocyticals. Not sponsored by them, by the way, everyone. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I think it's important to say it because it is important to choose uh, the right magnesium. Yes. You do need to get the right one. It's not just go to the supermarket necessarily and get it off the shelf. That's right. Go and speak yeah. to your doctor. Okay. Go and speak to the experts in this space and get the right magnesium that will suit you. Um, you know, hot shower, brush teeth, skin regime because I'm a lady. You know, I do these things that give my cues that my body, ah, oh, I get it, Chelsea, you're getting ready for bed chat to Jay, as we all know now, we don't sleep in the same room. <laughs> Make sure I talk to him. Uh, you know? um, and then I have a stretch because I'm a very tall person, so 5'11", so I'm stretching at night time just to kind of unwind. Uh, if I'm up for it, I might write it in a journal, um, read a book. I read a book every night. I love books. I'm such a bookworm. And then I meditate and I listen to, um, I don't listen to myself on Insight Time. Like, can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> how narcissistic would that be? I listen to myself, put myself to sleep. No, I do not do that. That would be way too creepy and that would be such a narcissistic answer. I listen to Headspace. I listen to a guy called Andy. love him. And he puts me to sleep nearly every night. And, uh, and that's it, you know. And so I want people to make up their own routine. Uh, don't, you know, that's not going to work for everyone. For you, it could be patting your dog, uh, playing the guitar, uh, anything that 
that's relaxing, that's off technology. The key is you, ne- you can't be on tech because of the uh, blue and red light that will disrupt your melatonin being produced and it will cause you to not clock much deep REM sleep, which is really important for your energy the next day. So that's a really important key takeaway. No screens half an hour before your bed. See how you feel in the morning. I can promise you your energy will be vibing, like you're going to be kind of bouncing out of your bed instead of waking up after seven hours still feeling tired. Great. I love that. And, you know, there's so many, there's been so many tips in there for everyone. Um, Thank you so much. And, you know, I think that also if somebody is looking for a great meditation, you can pop over to EQ Minds because you have meditations on your website, Chelsea. We do uh, on the website, yeah, and on Spotify and yeah. um, Insight Timer and kind mm. of wherever you find a free meditation, we are. <laughs> so. Perfect. If you haven't heard of Insight Timer, because a lot of people might, may not have, Insight Timer yeah. is a great resource um, that have free, thousands of free meditations of all descriptions. So um, you can check that out as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really good. Thank you so much for joining us today. We didn't even cover off your beautiful retreat at Eden, but you know, that can be for another conversation. Um, oh. It's so lovely to have you here and to be sharing everything that you're doing. And, you know, it's so fantastic that your book is doing so well and and it really truly is going to benefit so many people that are struggling with stress and anxiety. So I, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend um, jumping on over to EQ Minds, following what all the great work that Chelsea's doing and her team. Um, and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your week. Thank you so much, Shane. I just want to give a shout out to Goodnight Co because I think one of the best tips that in my sort of toolkit and Goodnight Co make the most beautiful eye mask and I really feel like this is such a simple thing that every Australian can do and that is, and I do this whenever I travel. Now I'm lucky at home I've got lockout curtains so our room's like a bat cave here <laughs> but when I travel it's not the case and if yeah. you've got street light coming into your apartment or if you're in a hotel room, you've got that pesky smoke alarm light right on the ceiling, even though your eyes are shut, closed, that light is still stimulating the back of your eyelids. And so one of the best things that you can do for yourself is getting an eye mask and blocking everything out like a bat cave. And I promise that will have such a significant impact on your sleep. And Goodnight Co. make divine mm-hmm. eye masks. Okay, and they did not pay me to say that. That is a personal. <laughs> All right, that is... I, I love them. And uh, so do yourself a favor or do, you, you know, for your friend or your family, get them an eye mask. Who cares what we look like when we're asleep, right? No That's one can right. see us. It doesn't matter. We just want you to get good rest. Yeah, thank you. That's beautiful. And it is so important. So there are, you know, when it comes to sleep, there are so many things that are free. Um, but unfortunately for some of the things that we need, like making sure that we do have no light, um, there are there are tools that we need to invest in and that is, and eye masks are a great one to, to do that with. They're the best. Thank you. Thank you, Shay. Thank you for listening to the Sleep by Shay podcast. If you're interested in learning more about our guests or any of the topics we've spoken about today, head on over to the show notes for all the details and sleep advice you need. If you like what you're hearing or are sleeping better, we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and listen along with the Sleep by Shay podcast to wake up looking and feeling your very best every day.